informative, thought-provoking, factually correct. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to This Podcast is None of Those Things, starring Brian and Elliot. Coming to you from the Dirty Dina studio in Pasadena, Texas, here we go. Welcome everybody to This Podcast is None of Those Things, Brian here and Via Zoom today, we've got Elliot. Elliot's a busy man, busier than a one-armed paper hanger. How's it going, buddy? Fine. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Week one of football is almost in the books. It's Monday night when we're recording. That's how busy you are. Yep. I have a, I have a new spot that uh, that's going to be a good alternative to Buffalo Wild Wings to watch the games. I might go over there after... Uh, after after the show, oh yeah, yeah, it's called Nija. As you say, you're gonna go get some Ghanaian food. Well, no, it's a uh, Jamaican and uh, oh, that's the Jamaican one. Yeah, uh, Jamaican Nigerian fusion, but they have wings, and their wings are delicious. Good deal. So let's start off talking a little bit about uh, football. Um, so your Browns managed to uh, pull it out against Baker. Last second field goal. Well, we all know that Baker can't cook, so he needs to go by his middle name, whatever that is. These the Bungles managed to bungle it up against the Steelers. Five turnovers, took it to overtime, blocked extra point with no time on the clock, so they didn't get the W. And then their kicker missed twice. Pittsburgh's kicker only missed once. So the Steelers get the W. <laughs> yeah. And then for all of our Houston folks, your Houston Texans managed a – I mean, they didn't lose, so there's that. But they right. managed a tie with Indianapolis, making the AFC South the most dynamic division in football as the two teams from it that played each other tied – and the other two teams lost. So the right. standings for the AFC South have not one W in there. Yeah, they kissed it. So they basically kissed their sister. Given what happened last year, I think that's kind of a downgrade. Last night, your boy, Tom Brady, came out, did his thing. He didn't play great, but he played well enough to beat them boys. How's, how's your wife feel about that performance out of the boys? We haven't spoken about it. I mean, of course, Dak is gone. Right. I uh, on fantasy before the game, I did offer to her because her starting quarterback it was Trey Lance and oh. and uh, Dak Prescott, a healthy Dak Prescott is way better than Trey Lance. So I was like, you got till <laughs> the end of the day to make a decision about if you want to make the trade or not. You know, I'll help you out. And she was like, she was like, no, because I don't want to have two guys on the same team that, and because if they're if one's bad and the whole, everybody else is bad. Well, <laughs> that was flawed logic in my because, but really mad if I made that trade and he got, we all know what happened to Dak, right. but she would have went out another player because of the trade and that would have been it. So in fantasy, I'm glad you mentioned fantasy, the Cowboys caused me to have a nail biter. Against mm-hmm. your against your sister. That was my matchup this week. All right. And we are tied. 
and we'll be tied. And you know why we're tied? Because Cooper Rush had to throw one more pass to Dalton Schultz. I I had the win all wrapped up with 46 seconds left, and he throws the backup QB thrown to the tight end because, of course, he gets just enough points to tie the game. Now, I just checked your score, and you are still tied, but you have the unfortunate thing of your opponent has DK Metcalf going right now as we speak. Yeah, he, he, at going at the end of yesterday, I did have the lead, but the yep. moment that he would score anything, it would like I would need I would need something him to like. You need him to go negative. Yeah, I do. I need Russell Wilson to not be Russell Wilson because it's a thing that I told you like about years ago when it comes to fantasy. Regardless of how good the wide receiver is, if the quarterback is great, then look, Tom Brady made Deion look like he was Jerry Rice. Tom Brady leaves, or Deion Branch leaves Tom Brady, and then we never hear of him, right? <laughs> that's, the, that's the importance of a good quarterback, okay? So, Russell Wilson, I'm not going to say he's Tom Brady by any stretch of the imagination, but he's definitely above average. Hey, and I gotta, I gotta say something here, buddy. What? I'm looking at, I'm looking at your roster, uh huh, and you are stacked at tight end. How did we let you get Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews in the draft? Because like, you guys were, because you guys were talking too much about what I should or shouldn't do, and I just focused on me. Sounds like you're uh, catching a little something, buddy. Allergies. It's the fall. Ah, uh, yes. See, I did see that the pollen count's bad, but hey, that's a great segue. Uh-huh. So, we recorded last week and the sound was no bueno. Um, uh-huh. Played around with the sound again yesterday and couldn't get it any good. Went online today and I think I got it figured out. I'll test it after we're done with this. It looks like it might have been a setting that was off that should have never changed but got changed somehow. And so, you know, the third person we had, she sounded like she was a mile away, and you you just weren't coming through at all. It was like, what the heck's going on here? Uh-huh. So, but what we did, and we'll, we'll hit it again here, best and worst things about summer, since summer is coming to an end, and it's fresh in our minds, Let's do our two best and two worst things about summer. We'll start with the worst, and that way we end on a positive well, note. It basically is the worst, as, you know, sunburn. In fact, I don't, say, I don't go through that too much, but <laughs> when I'm, because it takes a lot to cook me, but I have had it enough <laughs> that. I can say that it sucks. For my lighter counterparts, I can definitely understand your pain. And listen, and, and that dovetails right into my second worst. And that is early afternoon or late morning tea times on the golf course because it is just stinking hot. And I'm not so much a hat guy. So back to your sunburn. Uh, my head gets sunburned because 
Not only am I not a hat guy, I'm a bald guy. Yes, you are. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely, like, the late morning, early afternoon start for your golf round, it just leads to misery. You're sweating so much, you got to wear rain gloves because you're just pouring sweat. Yes. It's just all sorts of rough. I wouldn't so, know any of those. I've gone through none of those things because I don't golf. We'll get you out there someday. We will get you out there someday. Yeah, don't hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> we need to work on getting our top golf trip together for the none of those games. So what is your second best thing about summer? Oh, I would say that it ends with the, for me, it ends with the start of football. So, like, football definitely is claimed by the fall, but as far as real calendar purposes go, it's not a yet, so technically football is still part of summer and it's a way to end the summer correctly and because the summer sports for the most part are pretty boring to be an equal opportunity offender because I know there's women that watch the oh, podcast. Are you, are you hating on right. baseball right now? Baseball? I, like, I, I got to have a male sport because I want to talk about a woman's sport. Let's just face it. The WNBA and Major League Baseball are just not fun to watch. I like. Wow. Wow. Don't you be lumping Major League Baseball in there? Oh, yes, I can. <laughs> yes, I can. Because, in fact, basically, baseball, Major League Baseball is worse because there's no time limit. You They're can work it on that. There, that. That it could go on. It's the one game. Is the one major sport that could technically continue forever <laughs> without end. <laughs> I mean, that's what hot dogs and peanuts and Cracker Jack and beers are for. You're more likely to die of diabetes before a game. There is that possibility. You could die of a diabetic coma if the game continues without end for we are both we're both old enough to remember when the game when when there were games that went to twenty one innings. I mean, they played there was a, there was a Pittsburgh Pirates game that went till three o'clock in the morning once. <laughs> okay, like there's literally not enough love for that. Uh, that I love me some bonus baseball. We're gonna be in disagreement on here. On yeah, this well, one. that's fine, but it but 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 still though, circling back around. The fact that football basically says the baseball, that's okay. Sit your ass down. I got it from <laughs> here. I mean, it, it does in general, but in Houston, not so much because everybody's like, heck yeah, the Astros are going to win it again. Well, nobody's, like, nobody's saying the Texans are going to win anything. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the reason why. The, if, if you're if, if, in Houston, Texas, if you're a Texas fan, uh, the masseuses are more likely to score than your team. Oh, oh! <laughs> they, they, they even have uh, football plays. They got you know back doors. 
Oh my Dude, god. Versus they can go deep. Okay, let me just <laughs> they're snap they're snapping the balls. Yes. They, 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 always, they, they always keep them ready. They're hitting the tight end. Exactly. And they have the warm towels ready for after the game. Oh my god. This is I mean, that, so, this is off the rails. My second best thing about summer is the twilight golf round. So while it sucks to go out in the middle of the day in the blazing sun, when you get out <laughs> at 4 o'clock and it stays light long enough that you can get 18 in, that is absolutely fantastic to sneak out after work and get that round of golf in. Yeah, you and Edward will be having, themselves a, having yourselves a good old time. And this also this doesn't just go for ball golf though. It also no. goes it also goes for disc golf. As you can slide over the course at like six thirty, seven o'clock, get you a round in before it gets dark. It's a nice it's a nice solid time. Right. There'll also be something mm-hmm. Definitely. But yeah. I think I think the golf course that you would definitely love to play would be the one in uh in in the Nordic regions, because the other one is twenty four hours. Exactly. You bet. If you don't think that's not on Brian's golf bucket list, you're you're mistaken. Yeah, I'd just go for the fish. Fish. <laughs> I because because North Atlantic cod, I have a that would be phenomenal there. <laughs> Indeed, indeed. What is your number one worst thing about summer? That it ends. It is my favorite season of the year. So your second best thing was that football ends it. Comes right. at the end. But your number one worst is that it ends. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm surprised you didn't go with the heat. No, no, because... The heat is a love hate relationship. It's better than dealing with the the heat is it's better to deal with the heat than dealing with the blizzards. Having grown up with blizzards and snowstorms, I'm not shoveling anything. That's a fact. I'm too buddy. old for that. I'm too old for that. Don't have it in me. But um no, the, the heat does to the asphalt in Houston what the salt and uh, does salt in the cold does to the asphalt up north? Like both cause potholes, but for extreme cold and for extreme heat, so you don't get to escape potholes. Not at all. Not at all. And you know it's weird. Like when you talk about the heat, well, you know I'll save that because that is going to be my number one worst thing about summer. Is the heat, especially down here. I didn't realize what hot was until I moved here. Uh-huh. And it's funny because now I'm kind of sort of used to it. Uh-huh. So like when I went home last year, we're out playing golf and it's like 80 degrees. And my buddies are like, man, it's hot. And it's like, no, this is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, the heat is is brutal. 
it's finally now here as we get to the end of summer, breaking a bit. Uh-huh. And it's getting downright pleasant outside, and not, especially in the evening. But that heat also brings the bugs, and you know we get enough rain most years for it to be humid to boot. Right. So that that does make summer a little bit on the rough side. But if you just accept that you're going to sweat, then you can make it through. Uh huh. So Elliot, what's your number one best thing about summer? The food. The food. Yes. Summer food is literally from the condiments and the side side to the, the, the side uh, dishes to the main courses. And there's a bunch of main courses down here in Houston because there's so many different cultures represented down here. And the food is just from the backyard grill to a lot of other choices that are down here. It's just a really good time for eating. The summer is not the is not the the time that you lose weight. You're just not. This is just. It's just. I mean, I literally have. <laughs> yeah, because you got basically got to eat like it's winter time, but everything else is not out. That's basically what you got to do, and that's torture because we're talking about Houston, and everything. It's really from well, like I said, like ninety five percent of of what I've had this summer from across that I've and I've had from multiple cultures across the board is just just wow. Um, like I wouldn't basically you put it in front of me on a plate, it's gonna get ate. It's gonna and get I eight. would <laughs> I, I I wouldn't share. I wouldn't <laughs> share. I I had this dish last night called uh, spinach stew. And it's not stew like we call it, like 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 what we know to be stew from up north. Mm-hmm. It's just really a seasoned spinach, like you know, with like onions and peppers and all that, right? Okay. And it's just and it's just delicious. This guy came in, he asked me about it, and I was like, I let him try it, and it was so good that he gave me knuckles. He was like, Oh gave my you god, knuckles. Yes, it is. It's like it is like my God, it is good. like yep, told you. So you kind of you kind of took mine, but I was going in a slightly different direction. The best thing about summer is cookouts, buddy. Uh-huh. You, you get all that delicious food. You get your friends together. You play some games. You drink some ice cold beverages, whether it be beers or it's some pops. For you non-drinkers or, you know, get some seltzers involved. Seltzers are a great summer drink, bud. And you would yeah. like them. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep preaching the, the gospel of the seltzer until we get you to try them. And you're going to be like, Man, they will oh, go, my God. They will, are go good. The way, they will go the way of the Brian Seltzer Orchestra. Oh, so they'll have long and successful careers? Um, I haven't heard from him in like about twenty or thirty. Well, that's because you haven't been paying attention. <laughs> give me, give me a reason to pay attention, and I will. <laughs> I wish I could find. There was a concert of his I watched. It was on YouTube. If I can find it, I'll send you the link. But he, uh, I do can play. All right, but 
And that kind of uh, gels pretty nicely into a little something. As this week is going to be the last week for nominations for the greatest rock band of all time uh-huh. tournament. As I need to start putting the bracket together and then us getting together to do the actual tournament. Uh-huh. So, folks, you can hit us up on all their socials and uh, and email, and we'll hit, hit you with that at the end of the uh, show. Uh-huh. So, Elliot, you, uh, you got through your filming of your series. Yes. For now. Debut. Your yeah. debut. Yeah. Are you allowed to talk any further about it? Yes, I can. Because it's all it's all out in the open now. And so it was gonna find out the way it looks is that she treated my episode three that I got that I filmed in with my character debuted as an audition. Unbeknownst to me. Because like midway you. through midway through was when she midway through the filming of that day, she literally offered me the role. Permanent. No kidding. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I want it. But like, <laughs> yeah, but like, and you know, because because so my character is named Duke, and Duke is very loyal to the villainess. Uh, I am to her for those people that are big fans of Queen of the South. I am her version of Pote as that right-hand guy that basically is the fix-it man. Yes, my official title is that of the butler. But when all hell breaks loose, or if something needs to just get handled, someone's not acting right, I'm the guy that gets things done. So you're like you're like Jeffrey in um, Bel Air. No, Jeffrey is a nice Christian guy who's no, not in Bel Air. He's not. Oh well, I mean, I only know about the first. <laughs> I only know about the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I don't know about. Yeah, no, you got to watch that, buddy. Well, I can't believe you okay. haven't watched that yet. You got to put that on your to do list. It's good. Yeah, well, I mean, there, 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 there's uh, another. For that show goes, it's another show remaking. It's like being the B side of what I watched. 30 years ago. Like, this is what no. happens. That's the way it feels. Like, all the characters' no. names are the same. It's just the behaviors were changed. They're not righteous. No. No, it's... You, like... It's a very different take on the show. Much well, more intense. What, but that's the whole point, though. It's a different take on the show. Yeah. So, like I said, it's the B-side. The A side is the show that we all saw originally, and then because we saw that, then they're flipping it and making the characters a lot. Like I said, they're not the the characters in, in, on, on the A side were were righteous. They were have a set that that some level of purity to them. Simple, like you know, you could take them all home to your mom and dad. And the B side is like, what if they weren't? What if they had a little yeah. bit of bad side to them? What if we took this family and transitioned them from half-hour sitcom to hour-long drama? Yeah, <laughs> which then for those people that know me, right, Duke is 
if you ever wondered what it would be like to if Elliot was what you know him to be, but the exact 180 of in terms of like the behavior, the behavior, like what if I'm what if I'm ominous? What if I were just to be darker? Uh, like no, and for 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 years I've done business podcasts. I've done entertainment podcasts with you. And for people that have known me personally, the most part folk have been able to count on me to be like you try to be like a little bit, you know, lighthearted on some things. I can be serious when I need to be, but not devious. Not the <laughs> other guy. And the fun part about this character is that I get to explore a side of me that for me personally has always existed but I didn't like I just that's not the way you want to live your life <laughs> so it's it's funny because last week um, Vasine and I put out an episode about villains and why they're so much fun to write or play mm -hmm. and here you are playing a villain in this show right and i and i said the whole time when i was talking to her i'm like i think it allows people to let out their dark side a little bit let out their like what if i didn't follow the rules of polite society mm -hmm. well because honestly when we, we'll, we'll take the classic case of batman and joker that dance we've known for it's been around for nearly a century now right and they're both are two guys with mental health issues. Traumatic events took place in each of their lives that made them be what they are. And it came and it comes down to a choice, basically, what do you want to do as a result of your trauma? Batman is dark, but he's not really trying to kill anybody. Joker, by his personality, is lighthearted, but he's twisted, evil, and darkened that way, right? Like, because he takes because he, he takes a clown, which is supposed to make people happy, and you're gonna be crying after you get to know him. It really comes down to that that choice, and so who your the character is gonna be fun to me because it's like, but still there's that loyalty, there's still that loyalty that exists between him and the villainess. There's a reason why they are connected. Hopefully, I get to uh, like this because it's a three, it's a thirteen episode series, and so far, from what the director has been saying on her page, where her name is Tone Brown, and she's been talking about the series, and it's gotten a lot of love from her mentor and higher ups, where she's been um, doing the editing and all that, oh, and they've been reviewing her work. So she she uh, has uh, Ron Howard is her mentor, mm -hmm. all right, and she's works directly with him, and so he's been he's I guess he's been talking good about it I guess that's good that's good, and so that's one of those things that like I'm I'm excited where this all could go, but at the very least though it's one of those it's. You know, in the in the first Transformers live action film, 
and where uh, Shia LaBeouf is with Megan Fox, which we all wish we were Shia LaBeouf and with Megan Fox and that. You know, he said, you know, thirty years from now, wouldn't you have wanted to know what was inside the car? Wouldn't you like to get have gotten inside of the car? And that was the reason why I'm, I'm paraphrasing it, but he asked her that because ever like after it was, it was early on in the film, whenever uh, there had been that preliminary battle scene between the police car that was chasing them inside of Bumblebee and all inside of Bumblebee and all that, and then ultimately after it was all said and done, Bumblebee like opened up the car door, and she was like afraid at first, and he was like, and he asked that he asked her that question, and that's why they got in. So this was this was that opportunity when for me whenever Tony Brown had asked me about doing this role, and I was okay. like, you know, thirty <laughs> years from now, you know, when I when I get older and I can't go around like I want to, what I at least wanted to know what this would what this whole experience was like. Well, I'd be wondering, so I'd rather like do it and not wonder than I'd be, I think I'd be, knowing me, I'd be really bitter with myself if I didn't try. <laughs> so, as, as we go to wrap up, I have some bad news for you, buddy. Okay. Uh, you are now losing in fantasy. Okay. As apparently DK Metcalf has five receptions for all of 20 yards. So, your lead wasn't all that safe. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh well, I mean, I'll I'll catch her. I mean, it's only it's only the first week. Well, I mean, I do believe. Let's see here. I'm I'm looking. Um, the good news is you outscored your wife. Yeah, my co-commissioner. Um, yeah, she had a bit of a rough week. Yeah, but I'm not going to say anything to her about that. <laughs> because, because I have a feeling that she was she's she's gonna be bitter because of everything that's happening with the Cowboys right now. Right. So all right, buddy. Well, guys, this is gonna be a short one this week. We had to sneak Elliot in when he could get in. So thank you for listening to this episode of this podcast is none of those things. Catch us on social media on Facebook at none of those things. Also, catch us on the Dirty Dina Studio Facebook page. And catch us on Instagram at... This, not those. Catch us on Twitter at this underscore those. Drop us an email. This podcast is none of those things at gmail.com. Remember, get your nominations in for the greatest rock band of all time. This is the last week to do it. And with that, once again, I say thank you. And we will see you next time.